Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. On today's episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad, we're talking about upgrades. Are they worth it or are they a total waste of money? So when you're flying, what is the best way to get a cheap upgrade, either with cash or points? And when is it actually just not worth it at all? Plus, we talk about hotels and rental car upgrades and the best way that you can actually get these for free. And it's not as hard as you might think. So we're going to talk about all of this and more. So let's jump in. Morning, Steph, or good evening. Hello, good it's evening. Very late where you are. Well, it's like nine ten p.m. So oh, Steph is it's currently not too bad. It's not so bad. She's also currently in a van. Uh, yeah, I am recording from the back of a van. I'm currently doing a month long van life around <sighs> Queensland, which we're going to talk about in the next episode. Yes, well, well, you'll hear more on that. But if you do want to follow Steph's little adventure, um, go on the socials. She's been posting some really cool content, which is making me massively envious. I wish I was on the road doing something. I'm being a little content creator. <laughs> she is. That makes me laugh. I love it. Um, yeah, no, I really wish I was doing that because all the traveling I've been doing lately has just been work. <laughs> I've been... Uh- yeah, that's why this episode has taken so long to get out, because you oh. have been literally everywhere. I have been everywhere. In the words of Johnny Cash, I've been everywhere. Um, yeah, <laughs> all over the place. I, Look like, at work you is... with the song lyrics. It's usually me. <laughs> yeah. Yours, I usually I usually don't get the reference, and mine, you usually don't get the reference. And that's I know, okay. you edit them out half the time. I re-listen. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Oh, uh, anyways, okay, yeah. So I've been, I've been all over the place. Berlin, Dublin. Uh, I went to Madrid for the first time yes. on a, a work trip, and you know, my toxic trait is thinking that anywhere in Spain or like Portugal are like hot all year round. <laughs> so when I got to Madrid. Like- like rain and stuff just doesn't exist in these places. Yeah, like I'm like, oh, I'm going to Spain and I, like I'll walk around in a bikini. Not really though. It was a work trip. Um, and yeah, I got there and it was like 10 degrees, raining, gray, cold, like colder than London. And I'm like, oh, 
That reminds me of in 2015 when I flew into South Africa, and this is so embarrassing to admit, but I was like, it's Africa, it's hot. And it was yeah. negative one. It was yeah. negative one degree Celsius. <laughs> yeah. And I messaged my mom and she's like, you know, you're as close to Antarctica as you can get, right? And I was <laughs> like, okay, well, when you put it like that, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, so that was, I mean, realistically, I do know it, it does, it's not hot there all the time. It's just every time I go, I don't know why, I just assume it will be. But I mean, I did bring warm clothes and I was working most of the time anyway, so I was inside, but I did get a day where I got to like walk around, explore. Um, yeah, Madrid is a, it's a city, you know, like it's, I, I definitely prefer Barcelona where it is much warmer <laughs> yeah. um, in the wintertime. But yeah, Madrid, I guess is, it's just, yeah, it's a, it's a really pretty city and, you know, you can definitely spend a, you know, a couple days walking around beautiful gardens that we went. I think we posted some of that on the socials as well, but that was a lot of fun. But I, um, I feel like I need just like an actual personal weekend getaway, which maybe I'll plan before um, before Christmas. But um, but yeah, and then Berlin as well. I've been to, I feel like I've been to Berlin like three or four times this year. Um, can't go wrong in Berlin. I'll you know go and eat the currywurst and doner kebab mm. and have beers. What more? What more do you need? But speaking of. Berlin, I actually want to give a little shout out. So a couple weeks ago, I got a message from somebody on LinkedIn of all places. Usually we get messages, you know, on our Instagram or our Facebook. And I got a message on LinkedIn from Emily. And Emily actually works for my old company, but she, you know, connected with me on LinkedIn and then said she's also an avid listener of the podcast. So I was like, wow, like two worlds colliding. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> but no, I'm kidding. Uh, but awesome. it was, yeah, it was really exciting to hear. And then like, I showed like my old colleagues that I used to work with there. I was like, look, someone that works at our old company also listens to my podcast. And they were all like, oh, it's really going to your head, isn't it? I'm like, all right, guys, <laughs> let me <laughs> Take have this the little wins. moment. You're allowed to have wins. Exactly. No, they were just being silly. Um, but anyway, so yeah. Emily, thanks for listening. Always great to hear from our listeners. And I think we got a message as well from a new listener who's been binging the podcast. So thank you so much, Steph. Who yes, shout out to Frank Sanders. He just sent us the loveliest message. So thanks for listening, Frank. Yeah, I hope you binge all the episodes. And for any new listeners that are with us, we have a whole catalog of episodes. I think this is like, what episode number is this? 112? This will be 112. That's that's a lot, guys. You got a lot to catch up on, Frank. But anyway, so yeah, that's what's been going on. And then I feel like I have to fill everyone in on my Airbnb life mm-hmm. and how that's going. So <laughs> for those that have listened to the last couple episodes, I started as a, an Airbnb host. I did. And I think I talked about a little bit about it saying, you know, I had a couple guests so far and it was all going really well and smooth yeah, You had sailing. a great run there. Had a great run until recently. Until you did it. <sighs> oh my goodness. Where do I start? So I had a, a, this couple come from the States and they were leaving on the same day that I had another couple coming, which is fine. You know, I have enough time in between like three hours that I can like clean up the room. But then what happened? I had to go to Madrid last minute for work. And so the day that there was the crossover, I was going to be in Madrid. And I'm like, well, what do I do? Because the new guests are going to come. The bed's not going to be made. The room's not going to be clean. 
I don't trust cleaners in my area either. They cancel on you like last minute all the time. So I was like, I can't just like, you know, give my keys to someone. Anyways, so the new guests that were coming, I explained the situation. They said it's perfectly fine. We're more than happy to like put our own sheets on the bed as long as the other guests strip the bed down. I was like, okay, fine. And I thought if I was an Airbnb guest, would I be okay with that? I think I would be if it was down to like no other. If the price was right, I would. Yeah, exactly. And also I was like, you and your boyfriend will have basically the whole flat to yourself for like two days. So for the price they were getting for a room in London, they actually got an entire flat. So I think she was like, yeah, done deal. So I was nervous enough though. I don't like being away and Airbnb out my spare room. Um, I just feel like I like to be there in case anything does go wrong. But thankfully, nothing had gone wrong in the last two months of me hosting. It'd been great. Hand the keys over to guests. They stay. They say goodbye. Hand the keys back. So the couple that was here from the States, first of all, they were just a little bit... They tested my patience a couple times. First of all, they locked me out one night. I got home at like... Of my own place. I got home at like midnight. I'd been out with some friends. I came back and... I couldn't open the door. And what they had done, for any Brits listening, they had double locked the inside with the little, like, latch. And once that's locked from the inside, you can't open it. It's like a security lock. So I'm, like, yelling up to the window, like, which is open um, in their room, to let me in. And, the you know, the guy is like, oh, hello? I'm like, hi, like, I'm locked out. Can you let me in? And they're like, oh, sorry. They come down and they said, oh, sorry, we locked it just for, you know, security, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, okay, but you locked me out. So, like, don't. I've never had to explain anyone not to use that latch, but then I was like, okay, so to be safe, I put tape on it. So that was one thing. The next day they had messaged me. I was out. It was like 15 degrees Celsius in London. And they were like, hey, how do we put the heating on? And I'm like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, clearly these people are not British because they don't realize how much. This one made me laugh (gasps) so much. How expensive it is right now to put your heating on in the UK. It's insane. And I'm like, oh my god it's 15 degrees but I'm like whatever like they're guests if they want the heating on so I told them fine just turn up the thermostat it'll come on and then I get home later the heat's on but their windows are wide open in their bedroom and I'm like this is now this is testing my patience but okay whatever (laughs) they're guests like just think they'll be gone in a couple days so that all happens and then I go to Madrid and I explained to this couple, I said, look, I'm, I'm going to be in Madrid. Are you cool with stripping the bed, leaving your set of keys? They say, yeah, it's fine. And I told them, I'm like, I have another set of keys for the new guests coming. I'm going to put them in a lockbox outside. But can you also just leave your keys inside? Yeah, no problem. No problem. We got it. Cool. I get to Madrid later that day. The guy messages me. He's locked out of the flat. They have no keys. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what do you mean you're locked out? He goes, oh, we think we left the keys inside earlier today. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, you're lucky that that spare set of keys is in that lockbox outside. And he's like, can you give us the code so we can get them? I'm like, yes, but you have to like make sure those keys go back in that lockbox for the guests. He's like, no problem, no problem. So they get inside the flat. He's looking for the keys. And then I'm like, well, I'll just check my ring doorbell and see if I can see anything from the morning. Sure enough, I can see he's got the keys in his hand when he leaves at 11 that morning. Mm, so I messaged him. him and while he was out. I was like, you had the keys when you left. They're gone. So he's, you know, calling the restaurants and everything. And I'm like, all right, again, you're lucky there's a spare set of keys because I'm in Madrid. Like, I'm not in, even in the same country. I can't deal with this. He's like, oh, it's all good. I'll put them back in the lockbox. 
So they leave. Thank God he put the keys back in the lockbox and the new guests arrive and they message me and they say, we're in no problem. They said it's, it is actually tidy. They've stripped the bed. I was like, okay, good. At least I was stressing out just thinking like, if there's a problem with the lockbox, like if these guests can't get in. So I felt immediately better and I'm like, okay, I can relax. So later that night I get a message (laughs) from the new guests that are there from the girl. And she says, Hey, just wondering if there's something like some trick to your bathroom door to get it to open. And I'm like, what do you mean? You just open it like a regular door. And she's like, oh, well, my boyfriend is trapped inside your bathroom. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Like, are you sure it's not just locked? She's like, well, no, like he he doesn't have it locked. He can't open the door. So she sends me a video and the door handle is quite obviously broken. Like it's just loose and hanging and I'm like, what the hell? And she's like, yeah, he's stuck in there. What What do we do? And I'm like, I don't even know. Like, what do you do when you get stuck <laughs> in a bathroom? And I said, I was like, I have tools downstairs, but I'm like, I don't even know how to, you know, I don't wouldn't know. Like, do you take the handle off? And she's like, I don't know either. She goes, my boyfriend's handy, but he's locked in the bathroom. And I'm like, well, that doesn't help, does it? So I'm like, okay, bear with me. And I'm like trying to find like a messaging like, handy people that have come to my house before and she's then messaging me back going like he's really starting to panic i think we might call 999 which is like the emergency like triple zero in australia can you imagine oh i was like oh my god hold on just please hold on and so i put a a note out in my neighborhood facebook group just being like and it's like 10 p.m at this point can i just say and you know i'm like urgent 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 like give them the situation and thank god this guy that lives nearby he was like I'll go over let me go get my tools so he goes over gets there like an hour later this guy's been locked in my bathroom for two hours and he manages to get him out and I was like I I just felt so bad for these guests who had to like make their own bed got locked in my bathroom they were so nice about it they were like no no no, thank you so much for dealing with it and I'm thinking like how has this all happened the one time I go away lost keys guests locked in the bathroom so then I get home the next day. I meet the lovely guests that got locked in my bathroom. And they were, again, just very gracious. And, you know, they were like, no problem, no problem. It's not your fault. So now we're both, we're all like sharing a bathroom that has no door handle. <laughs> so I'm like, privacy out the window. And then I go to do the, the like, the laundry from the previous guests with the sheets mm-hmm. and everything. And, and I run the washing machine. And when I go to pull it out, I realize they've thrown the entire like duvet or like comforter in the washing machine (laughs) instead of just taking the cover off. And I'm like, so I like ask my guests that are currently staying, I'm like, what duvet or blanket are you guys using? Cause this is the only double one I have. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. She's like, Oh, we found one in the closet. And there's like a little cheap little single duvet I have in there. And I was like, Oh my God. I was like, that's a single. She's like, Oh, it's fine. Like we've been okay. I'm like, she's these poor guests had to make their own beds, got locked in my bathroom and then slept with a single duvet okay. cover. So this whole conversation started with us talking about how Airbnb's gone down. And this hilarious story with this couple. It's like I know. If we were to talk about like oh. a Airbnb nightmare. No, for real. And trust me, Airbnb nightmare for a host as well. A host that is like 
well, was in you another country. You are not being the change. Oh, I was not being the change. And then, and then, so they leave, and they're so lovely, and they give me a five star review still, and they just said the nicest things about me, and I'm like, oh, thank God, these people were just so. I I gave them a bottle of wine and everything as well, just to like, you know, yeah. Um, and then, so they leave, and I I go into the the bedroom to strip the sheets, and I kind of look at the mattress, and I'm like, why does it look so like like saggy in the middle? Mm-hmm. And I look under the bed, and the bed is completely broken. The The metal frame, like the middle, the legs were completely bent. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, this just like is the cherry on top. And I can only assume it was the couple before that broke the bed. The guy was a pretty big guy. And I think they broke the bed. I mean, I can't prove it. I don't know who broke the bed. But I'm just thinking, to top it all off, this lovely couple that stayed with me probably were also sleeping on a broken bed. The whole time they were here. So I had to like take the whole bed apart. I had new guests coming in like two days. So I had to buy a new bed, put that together. It was all just like mega stress. Chaos. Chaos. I had to get the door fixed. Um, The tap is also broken. Somebody broke the tap in my bathroom. So I've got a plumber coming to fix that. So basically in the last month, pretty much all the money I've made from Airbnb has gone back into fixing things that have all broken to get new keys, a new fob for my building. Oh, so I don't know. I might take a little break <laughs> from Airbnb. <laughs> I think you need to take a break, do a little breath work, get a little zen. I think zen. so. I think it's yes. maybe, I've got a few more guests coming, but I think I might just pause it for like a month or so and just let me, let me yes. compose myself. But anyway, so the, I, I wanted to share my Airbnb chronicles with you guys because I just thought it was too good of a story not to share. <laughs> And sometimes when you share, it lightens the load. And I think you need that right now. I'm hoping everyone's getting a good laugh out of just, I mean, just imagine this poor guy trapped in my bathroom panicking. Imagine though, like I think of like 999000 here in Australia. I think of those calls for like someone's being beaten or like someone's dying. Imagine your reason for calling 999 is I'm stuck in a bathroom and can't get out. It's like surely they could have. I don't don't know. know. Because I I guess firefighters, they do stuff like this, right? Like firefighters will come and like get cats out of trees. That's a real thing. I've seen it outside of my building. I'd be embarrassed. Surely there's a way with, I don't know, maybe I've just changed an abnormal amount of door handles that I understand how the mechanisms work. That even if it's broke, it's broke. Maybe. I don't know. I, I See, but the thing is, I was not there. So I, I can't tell you. Because I, I even know, said to her, I'm like, I'm not opposed to you breaking the door. And she's like, it's really jammed. I mean, I'm just th- grateful that there was two of them there because I was thinking, imagine it was one person that went into the bathroom this without a phone. This is why you phone. take your phone in the toilet. This exactly. is why you do it. This is why. Yeah, that's why. And because, you know, endless scrolling while you're <laughs> s- sat on the pop. But yeah, so, I mean, it could have been so much worse. Like, you know, in, in the lost key situation, there could have not been a set outside and they would like they would have had to call a locksmith. So like, I think lessons learned in all of this. I'm always going to keep a spare set outside in that lockbox anyways, just in case. Um, I don't know what I learned lesson-wise of somebody getting locked in my bathroom. Just maybe change all the door handles in my in my house. I don't know. Um, contingency plan, though. Have a handyman on call. <laughs> oh, But anyways, so that's been my Airbnb drama. Um, on a more uplifting note though for those of you that follow us on the socials you'll see that steph and i had a little mini reunion yes we did it was like 24 (laughs) hours if that 
Um, uh, yeah, about that. Maybe a few more, but uh, yeah. yeah, it was a couple months back. I had to book a trip to Texas for work. And I mm-hmm. messaged you, be, just randomly filling you in, like, oh, yeah, I booked my flight to Texas these dates. And you were like, pardon me. <laughs> Sorry. And that was the week you were in New York and you were going to Philly for your friend's wedding. Yeah. And I was like, going to Texas for one week. Can I fly to Philly Saturday morning and back Sunday night? Yes, yeah. I can. And conveniently, I had a plus one. And conveniently, I'm single as ever. <laughs> <laughs> There was no, there was no chance I was bringing any man with me, and I thought uh, Steph could be my plus one. And Steph actually knows my friend that was getting married. They met yeah. years ago in Toronto, and yeah, I was, was like, perfect. "This is perfect." So Steph flew over to Philly, yes. and we went to the wedding. It was so much fun. We had such a good time. Got all dolled up, dressed up, and then the next day we just had a day in Philly. And what a day it was! I feel like we did, we did a lot. We did a lot. I was really happy. We were like really good tourists that day. Yeah. And it was such a nice day because the day before it was like pissing down rain for my friend's wedding, which was unfortunate, but thankfully it was all inside anyways. And then the next day was just beautiful and sunny. And we just, again, walked around like tourists. We got a picture under like the love, what is it? Love Love sign. Sign in Love Park in Philly. We ran up. uh, We ran, oh, I ran up the rocky steps, (laughs) hung over after my friend's wedding, which was I don't know if I would recommend Didn't. on a hangover, but we did it. Uh, I did it. Steph filmed me. Um, I did it last time I was in Philly. Oh, so fair. I was okay. like, I don't need to do this again. Fair enough. I went to the Liberty Bell. Um, what else did we do? We saw the Rocky uh, statue. We went to the rivalry of the two Philly cheesesteaks. Oh, yeah. We had one at each. I can't remember what the names were. But I don't they're either. like. They're, you can see it on our on our uh, Insta. I think we posted it there. But, like, they're right across from each other. And one of them was, like, a hands-down winner. Like, one tasted. I'll be honest. I was not really a fan of a Philly cheesesteak regardless. I kind of thought it was a bit. They were both a bit sickly. I feel like they could have tasted. Like, you could do a cheesesteak way better. But. Because, I, I, well, they use, like, cheese whiz. Right? Like, which which is, apparently like, is the original. Like, yeah. That's the whole shtick about it. It's the original Philly cheese. Steak. Yeah. And I'm not knocking yeah. it. I just, it wasn't, we had, because we had a few bites of, we didn't even like finish a whole one. And I thought like, oh, I don't know how someone can eat like a whole. Yeah. You know? But I guess it's, it's meant but, to no, be a was, big, greasy. Yeah. yeah. And then randomly we were in Little Italy. I didn't even realize that's where we were. So we went and had some coffees, cannolis, yeah. went for a walk. It was fantastic. It was a nice day. It was fun. And then we flew back. And I, I'm like flipping my hair as I say this on my way to to New York. So I flew into New York. I was in New York for a week first, visiting friends, doing all the New York things as you do. And on my flight there, I got upgraded to business, which was really exciting. So I flew with BA. I always fly with BA. That's who I've got like my points with my I'm silver status with BA. And yeah, on the way there, I'd booked I generally will always book premium economy for long haul flights now just because I need that extra legroom. I am very tall and I just find it very uncomfortable sitting in. I, I genuinely feel like economy is getting smaller and smaller. Like I feel like that is a thing. So I booked premium economy and then when I got to the airport, they actually had to like switch the planes for some reason. Like our flight was almost going to get canceled. I don't really understand it. But anyways, they said oh, I was going to get canceled, but then they found another plane and this plane actually didn't have enough premium economy seats 
So they had to bump a few people up to business. And I was one of them. I was super grateful. But, you know, obviously they do it on status as well. They'll look at like whoever's gold status first. They'll get bumped up. I was silver status. So I got bumped up. But on the way back, though, I had actually booked business. So my entire like return flight from New York back was business class and now finally onto our topic 25 minutes into uh <laughs> into this episode <laughs> you know we're, we're gonna actually talk a little bit about upgrades and if they're worth it um I feel like there's a lot of scenarios where I think they are worth it and other times they're not and not just for flights but we're gonna talk hotels and car upgrades if you're renting cars and you know trying to I guess figure out for you like would it be worth it? And starting with flying. Okay. I feel like it's the dream, right? To fly business or first class, which are two, they're two separate classes now. I guess the first question you have to ask yourself is, can you afford it? Like, and this is something I always look at now, like, you know, how long is my flight going to be? And how, like, where am I going to be more comfortable? Um, And even upgrading to premium economy for me on an eight hour flight or really anything over six hours, that is always worth it to me because I definitely will need that extra comfort for those long haul flights. Can we, for our listeners sake, because I feel like premium economy from London to Toronto, which or New York, which I know you fly to both a lot. Like how much is that? Because in my mind, premium economy, I only have reference from like Australia to Canada. So like, oh, like price wise, what it is? Yeah, price wise, what are we talking here? It's it's different all the time. That's what I'm saying. Like to, it will vary depending on on what time of year you're flying. Like, premium economy can be a thousand. It can be eighteen hundred pounds dollars. It could be pounds, but like it could be less than that. And that's what I'm saying. The price tag for me on premium economy what doesn't really matter that much because I will still book it okay but where that drops off or where that changes is business now I have flown business a few times now I have never paid full price for business business is expensive you will sometimes look on there and you'll look at flights and it can be like seven thousand pounds just to fly like one way which is full-on insane I would never to me that extra comfort and like it's not even comfort at that point. It's luxury. That extra luxury is not worth 7,000 pounds. It's not even worth probably 1,000 pounds to me. Yeah, that 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 amount of money is people it's, who don't have to worry about money. Totally. And I'm not yeah. one of those people. Now, where I've always been able to fly business is when there have been cheap upgrades available. And so I always, most of the time, I'd say nine times out of 10, I'm booking premium economy and I keep my eyes on like my BA app because every so often they'll have an upgrade option available. Mm -hmm. And remember when you guys upgrade, you can't upgrade from economy to business. You have to upgrade one, one class only. Right. So Um, if I've already, not with Qantas. Really? Yeah. I thought you had to do like upgrades. Sorry. Maybe I'm thinking domestic. I think you're right. Oh, maybe. I guess it's going to, and it's also going to vary by airline probably. Like I would imagine. But with BA, you can only upgrade up one kind of class. So if you're economy, you can only upgrade to premium. And then if you upgrade to premium, you have to upgrade again to business. So you're probably, you're probably paying more. Um, Now, the first time I ever flew business, there was an upgrade on the way there. But I don't know. I don't remember. And it was, I think, 350 pounds. And I was like, 350 pounds for business for an eight hour flight, like additional to what I had already paid. I was like, 
do you know what? I'm going to spend it. Like to me, I was at the time I had an extra 350 pounds. I never flown business. I wanted to, and I did. And I got to say, once you do it once, not only, I know, they got you. <laughs> not only that, not only have you experienced it and you're like, wow, this, it is nice. But actually, once you once you do it, you get a lot of extra points and the points are much easier to rack up. Right. So since I flew it that one time, that's what first got me bumped me up to bronze status with B.A. And then from there, I was earning more points for every booking I made and, you know, accumulating more points to the to the point where anytime I would upgrade after that, it actually didn't cost me as much. And I would still keep my eyes peeled for, you know, cheap upgrades I could pay with cash, which I had done before as well. But I finally got to the point after a couple of years that I was able to book, like even my flight home at Christmas this year, I booked, I think I have one way is business, one way is premium economy that I booked the majority of that with points. And then I just paid the difference in cash, which was the same price as an economy flight. So I don't know if that kind of made sense, but yeah, I basically got a a business and premium economy flight for the price of economy for a trip home at Christmas and flying at Christmas is obviously super expensive. So, but that was from over time, like you have to weigh out for you. Is it going to be worth it? Are you flying with the same airline? Right. Because it's the loyalty aspect of it. Right. Like that's what they do. They give you the points. They bump you up status. But eventually it almost becomes worth it if you're doing enough long haul flights. I will say that as well. Absolutely. And that's where, and this has been a learning for me. So last year, or it wasn't even last year, it was this year in June. There's just so much has happened in six months. Mm. Um, I flew back from LA and I made the most rookie error. I remember telling you about this, where Mm. I looked the night before at the seat selection and the plane was half empty. Mm. And I was like, oh, this is great. So I'm like, where do I want to sit? And I thought, if I book an aisle seat, someone's going to book the window. And Mm. if I book a window seat, someone's going to book the aisle. I don't know. I cannot believe I made such a rookie error. So I thought, I'll book a middle seat. And then people want want to book on either side of me. No. Well, I get to the airport and look at the seat map. And don't you know, the whole plane's full. And I'm in a middle seat. That was like, risky business what stuff. What was I thinking? I don't yeah. know. I don't know. So this was the first time I got up to the desk. And I'm like, I cannot fly LA to Melbourne 15 hours in a middle seat. So I said, is there an opportunity to like pay for an upgrade to premium economy today? Mm. She was like, yeah. I'm like, do you know about how much that is? She's like, I'd have to go check. They're usually like... 1500 to 3000 US dollars. Crazy money. And I was like, "Uh, can you go check?" Cuz I'm like, I'm not paying $3000. No. Um and she goes and checks and I don't know what dodgy business was going on here, but she comes back and she hands me a number on a piece of paper and slides it over. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like and I lift it up and it said $1000. I'm like, "You know what? Put me in mm-hmm. it." Upgrade it's, me. It's probably and, in that moment where you're like, I can afford this thousand dollars, and for me, a fifteen hour flight, yeah, will be worth and, it. And it was fantastic because she said she couldn't put, and all the premium economy seats were by themselves; they weren't side by side yeah. either. It was like individual seats, oh, tons lush. of space, beautiful. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The whole trip back was fantastic. So when I'm going to Texas the other week, same thing. I get to the airport, and this is where I say why I asked about prices when you book premium economy. Mm. So my round-trip flight to Texas cost me $1,600 economy from Melbourne. I looked at the time, because in my head I thought, oh, it cost me $1,000 to upgrade from L.A. It must be like $3,000 round-trip for economy. Melbourne to Texas was $6,500. What? Premium economy. I paid 1600 economy, 6500 if I wanted to book premium economy. Yeah. And this is why I was like, I can't just book premium economy. (laughs) No. It's so expensive. But that's why it's so important to always, I say always check with, like you said, when you get to the airport. Yeah. So I feel like the days of free upgrades are not really a thing anymore. Unless, again, in my situation, like there's some practical reason where they have to upgrade people. But like it used to be people would be like, oh, if you go and you dress nicely and you ask them nicely. Like, no, they don't do that anymore. Airlines are like looking to make money. But a lot of the time the upgrades, because they are last minute, they'll have seats they want to fill and get, you know, make a bit of extra cash off who they can. Yeah, like yeah. there's been a couple times that I've gone and same thing, you know, I'll be flying economy or premium economy. Again, long haul flight for me, anything under like four hours, not worth it. I don't care. I'll sit in economy. Uh, but anything over that, I'm like, no, I want some comfort. And I've asked like, what's the upgrade if I go to business? And they're like, 200 pounds. I'm like, done deal for 200 <laughs> pounds to like have well, that luxury. Hell yeah. But that's where coming back around to where I was going. So I get to the airport at Melbourne to go to dallas and i say Mm -hmm. is there a chance for an upgrade they go yeah same thing a thousand dollars thought i'll pay it and it must have been the type of plane i was on but i swear to god this one wasn't worth it Mm. um it felt like premium economy still felt like economy and i was like oh my god i need to like look up the difference the actual planes that i was on each way because clearly the one was worth it and the and it's, I was like, I got to learn these things. Yeah. Well, there's a lot like, of, I, I started doing this now as well. Cause even with BA, they do have a cup there. They have like an older fleet of planes, 
where yeah. the like business it's still nice don't get me wrong but the newer fleet is way nicer and actually we, i think i did i did um uh, a video that we're gonna post on our our socials of like what it kind of looks like just a you know a day not day in the life but a you know, come fly with me on business. I did a little vlog, if you will, because we're creatives, don't you know? Um, but yeah, so I always kind of look at like, oh, what, oh, which plane is it going to be? And what's, what's the, I mean, if you go on um, like YouTube, there's loads of vloggers that actually do reviews on different airlines, um, different classes, like economy up to like first class. Um, yeah. and I love watching those cause I actually am just like always really intrigued of like what other airlines, like what their business looks like. Some of them are lush. I flew with Emirates business ones, uh, and that was through work. So I think I had paid for an upgrade, which was super cheap considering my work had paid for the flight. I was like worth it to me. I think it was like a couple hundred pounds. Yeah. And when I tell you Emirates business is, uh, okay. So I've only flown Emirates in BA business, but like. I don't know how it can get any better than Emirates. <laughs> I'm like, it was, it was just, I think I talked about it before on the podcast, but like, it was just luxury on like another level. This is the plane where they have like the bar and like the lounge in there as well, where you can go and like, there's a bartender and like couches and it's just like the food never stopped. Like I had champagne, like my champagne glass was filled up the whole time. Like they do it proper on Emirates. But yeah, but going back to the whole, like, is it, is it worth it? that's the thing you know when Steph and I are sitting here talking about 200 pounds or a thousand dollars to some people they can't afford that and you know that's where you have to be like okay like you don't you should never be going broke or going into debt for like upgrades on on planes it's and there's you know me saying this there's been plenty of times where I remember even last year I flew to Canada in the summer and it was like a month where I just everything was breaking in my house and like all my money was going towards fixing things and I had to fly home and I flew budget airline home because at the time I was like I can't even fly like economy with BA so I flew with like a WestJet for like 600 pounds I think it was versus like a thousand so like there are times when I can't afford it but at the times when I can afford it and that upgrade's available and I've got the extra money to me it's worth it but I tell some people this, and to some people, they don't give a shit. They're like, I'll fly economy. I don't like th- those are the people that can always fall asleep on planes, no matter like what uncomfortable position they're in. They're also yeah. like short. They can like curl up in the seat. I'm like, oh, aren't you adorable? Like, try having these long ass <laughs> legs. And they just are not bothered. Like, I get really quite like agitated being confined to a small space. So, y- yeah, you got to weigh out the pros and cons, I think. Yeah. Um, and depending on like how far you're flying as well, like, with BA like business flying within Europe is not the same as business international (laughs) well and that's ironically so it's same thing here within domestically within Australia like it is not the same as international and Mm. I used to say I always booked economy well I still always book economy domestically but I almost now always do points upgrade so I fly almost exclusively Qantas business class within Australia yeah um and I've gotten used to it. And the lounges are nicer domestically oh. and internationally, ironically. I love... Okay, let's talk about a lounge, the lounges in a second. But no. I just... 
Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I still what? have PTSD because I had lounge access on my flight to Brisbane to start the trip I'm currently on. Yeah. And I was dolled up, full dress. Oh, yeah. Makeup, jewelry, hair done. Like, I looked good, but my toes were showing and she didn't let me in. And there were people, and I get it, there's a rule, and I just wasn't thinking, but there were people in there with, like, ripped jeans and tradies with, like, ripped shirts with concrete all over it and steel toe <laughs> boots. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I, oh, and you can't fight with them. You just got to no. be like, oh, well, I guess I'm rejected. So I sucked it up, but I still, the lounge, I'm a bit sour still. Oh, okay. I have to say lounge access on so again i've got silver status now with ba and with silver status you get free lounge access and even that alone to me is worth it a thousand times over because i know how i am in an airport <laughs> yeah, I will... rules, our listeners said the same we did a poll recently and we asked and it's every universally once you're in that airport rules and budgets out the window oh god i spend so much money in an airport on i mean it's expensive anyways but like i will definitely have a couple glasses of wine before i get on a like a long-haul flight for sure so you're looking at glass wine is easily like 10 pounds anywhere you go like i'm talking like heathrow so that's like 20 pounds already and then like for a meal it's easily like another 20 pounds that's like 40 pounds and then usually to kill time i'm walking around i end up doing like you know meaningless shopping buying stuff i don't need because i'm bored because i also get there like three hours early so the lounge it is i feel like it's a money saving thing for me i go to the lounge i eat free food and the food is i mean every lounge i've been in i have to say the i have to say the worst lounge out of all the ones i've experienced is toronto pearson that like the ba lounge i'm saying that one kind of okay. sucks. It's not great. Um, but I recently went to the one in Madrid. Oh, that was like the B. It's like BA and Iberia because they're part of like One World um, yeah. Club, whatever. That lounge was. That's Qantas lush. One World. Yeah. So Qantas yeah. would be the same. Yeah. Um, that was nice. The one in Berlin is beautiful. But anyways, but but so going back to like you end up getting this lounge access as you get more points and you get more points, your tier points, if you're flying a, like a higher class so to put that into perspective like an international flight with ba if you're flying i think economy is like you get 40 points i want to say premium economy you get 90 and then business you get 140 and that's one way so it's quite easy if you're like even premium economy again if you're doing a few long-haul flights it's really easy to move up that tiering system and get into like your bronze silver status um, and for, just for our Australian yeah. listeners, when you're saying points, that's the equivalent of Qantas flight credits. Yes. Points are different yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. Well, we and we have like AVS points as well, which is like what you would yeah. book. So you've got your tier points that puts you in like what status you sit in. Yeah. And then you've got your AVS points, which is basically what you can spend. Like spending. Yeah, yeah. On your upgrades and your flights and everything. Again, like the more I've flown... And then I move up in the status, like even having that lounge access to me, it's sometimes worth it doing those little cheap upgrades because I actually think of like what I would save anyways in like, like what I would spend in an airport, you know, instead of just sitting in a lounge and not spending any money. Um, So these are, I mean, there's all these little things that you have to take into consideration and going back to business within Europe. So to me, because it's not usually that cheap even to upgrade to business but like the actual seating it's literally just the middle seat is taken out 
or they're not taken out, but they put like um like a little table in between so that like there's no one sitting there. But like you don't get any extra leg room. I would actually much prefer to book a fire like a emergency exit where I get yeah. the leg room. But I know a lot of people that will always book like or upgrade to business fly, flying like domestic because you get the extra tier points. It's actually a really easy way to move up the tier, the rank, I guess, if that makes sense. So yeah. to some people it's worth it. And I, I, I always have to like weigh out the pros and cons of that. I'm like, yeah, but it's an extra 200 pounds to fly like an hour, two hours. Like, eh, I don't know. So for me, I always save it for the long haul flights, international where there's a cheap upgrade. And also I will say, not that this is an upgrade, but always check when you are booking the flights. Like I've seen this a few times with BA where I've found business flights that are cheaper than premium economy because supply and demand, and it does happen every so often. So always, you never know. I always say, just see what the price is because you might be able just to book a business flight with cash on the booking. It might actually not be that expensive. And going back to what you were just saying a second ago, though, I'm actually paying to upgrade from Cannes. I'm at the end of this trip. I'm flying from Cannes to Melbourne, and I am paying to upgrade that to business. Mm -hmm. And the reason I'm doing that is because business class on Qantas give you 60 status credits, which is going to push me into gold. So Qantas, bronze and silver are kind of the two statuses where – they're giving you status, but they don't mean much. Like yeah. silver, they give you two lounge passes a year and a eh, thank you for flying with this. Yeah. Um, whereas it's gold where you get lounge access every flight. You get to enter yeah. the business class line at check-in. You get to yeah. first on the, like gold is the status level where you really feel it. So I'm so close to hitting gold. It expi- Like my points start again on December 1st. Yeah. I'm flying home November 30th. So that was like my cutoff. So I am upgrading it and I feel like all the flights I'm going to be on next year, I'm going to be like, I'm so glad I did that. Yeah, no, for sure. Because that's what I did this year with yeah. silver. Because silver is the one on BA where you do feel it. That's where you get the lounge access. You can bring a guest with you. You get like the fast track. Like I um, feel like Qantas Gold is BA silver. Yeah, it is. I, yeah. Go- I, I think with BA Gold, I don't even know what the extras are. I mean, well, it's obviously a- better, but people say like, you know, aspire to silver because you'll feel it then and that's Um, the same with Qantas like if you like I'm never gonna go over gold I know that unless something drastic happens in my life yeah um but I'll be fine with that because gold and once you're and this is the trick they're so hard to get into but Mm. once you're in it like it's like even once I'm gold when I book my flights everything's worth more like it's easier to stay in it well that's it and I think that's where it goes back to like you know, if you can afford the upgrade at the time and it's worth it to you, do it. Because some like it, it does feel like a case of you have to like spend a little bit first to mm-hmm. be able to get into that status. But then it's all the things, you know, the upgrades and all that as well. Like they come with it. Because again, I got that free upgrade to New York because I was a silver status member. And they had yeah. to like, you know, they they had to they prioritize people up. yeah yeah and i got but i got i got uh bumped up to business on my way back from berlin as well which i don't know if it was because it was my birthday but i just got when i went up to the gate it just said like thank you for your whatever like business like enjoy your free upgrades um and then i got stuck on the tarmac for four hours because they didn't update their sat nav or something so well that was fun um but the tier like the tier points run though that's a thing though as well like i did that actually in uh, earlier this year when i went to tenerife because same i was 10 points off 
from Silver Status. And I was like, I want to get that Silver Status before I go to Canada later this year so I can get the lounge access. So I went to Tenerife for like two days, got the points, had a couple days in Tenerife, and then I came back. Was it Tenerife? No. Yeah. Yeah. No, I went to Tenerife last year. It was, uh, maybe it was. I can't remember. Yeah, I'm I don't pretty even sure know. it was. No, it was. Lanzarote. It was Lanzarote. Lanzarote. I went to Tenerife last year in November. So I went to Lanzarote this year. But yeah, but I know a lot of people that do like the tier point runs as well, which again, just adds to like, yeah, the status and then you get more points when you fly and then the upgrades are actually cheaper. And whenever you can always book a flight or an upgrade with your points, spend the points. Don't let your points like just sit there. So many people, you hear so many stories of people that have all these points and then they expire and they don't use them. And it's like, what is the point? What is the like point? Even, <laughs> I even just switched from Telstra to Optus for because yeah. they had this like comparable promotion. It was going to give me $350 of flybys. So when I decided to make the switch, I logged into Telstra, looked how many Telstra points I had, ordered an Apple HomePod, mm. and then switched. Otherwise, those points would have gone for nothing. And now I have yeah. an Apple HomePod. Here's the other thing. You have to work out, and this is something I'm still learning how to do. And now we're going on to like a whole different topic of like points and getting the most out of them. And I feel like I'd love to bring an expert on, but you have to calculate the value of your points when you're using them combined with like paying for something in cash. So where you will, what I'm figuring out is where you actually will get the most use out of them is for bigger purchases like booking business versus using it to like book an economy flight and you take it and you work out the value of each point. It's going to be different for every, every airline. And then obviously just add that onto like, what's the difference? Cause even my flight, I think I spent like 40,000 of my Avios points plus whatever the amount was on top. I want to say it was like 800 pounds and an economy flight would have been like a thousand pounds anyways. So again, I spent only 800 pounds plus my points and the money I saved when I worked out the points value was like around 500 pounds. Like it was like I was only spending something like 1500 on like business, which is cheap for business. So, and then, you know, when I go to the airport, because one of the flights is premium economy, I'm going to go to the desk and say, do you have an up, like, are there any upgrades available? And then I'll see what it costs. And then you work out what the total is. But yeah, like it's, there's like ways to do it. And it's, it is a little bit complicated. Um, but where you can use your points for upgrades, do it. Oh. Use the points. Don't let them sit there and collect dust. Because the funny thing is as well, the points I used, I've already like collected them back pretty much with all the spending on my credit card anyway. So like. <laughs> well, and that's why I feel like I learned this lesson as a young child because my mom Like she's, I am very lucky and I feel like I get that from her. She is someone who also like won stuff all the time and gift cards and this. And she traveled a lot for work. So she always had hotel status and all these different things. And she was notorious for letting them expire. And then by the time she'd go to use them, one of two things would happen. A, the business would no longer exist. Mm -hmm. So she'd have like a hundred dollar gift card that was useless. Yeah. Or... Like the, she'd call to book a, you know, free hotel using her points. They'd say, oh, your points expired last year. Yeah. And then she'd have to like fight with them to try to get permission to use them. And like, she was just the worst. And she knows this. She's going to hear this. She was the (laughs) worst with points. And I watching her was always like, 
I'm going to use my shit as I go through life. (laughs) It's true, though. Like, if not now, then when? You know, life is short. (laughs) Well, and for anyone who has followed us for a while, in September, I did this retreat in Byron Bay. I booked business class flights and three nights of a hotel in Byron Bay on Qantas Hotels entirely on Qantas points. Yeah. Didn't pay for a thing. I was pretty happy with that. That's myself. how you want to do it. It's it's still going to obviously be like the cheapest option to buy the cheapest, most basic fare, of course. Like I could still fly home to Canada from London for like 400 pounds if I really wanted to. But that's basic economy where you don't check a bag. You don't get to pick your seat. So yeah, it's going back to like, is the upgrade wor- worth it? Can you afford it? Do you have points that you can upgrade with? And like kind of just say fuck it and do the upgrade <laughs> if you can. Like I'm telling you, sometimes it's nice to fly in style. Well, and I think the easiest way, like for people listening who are like, yeah, this sounds great, but not really in my reach. Yeah. The easiest way to get there is like I have a Qantas credit card. Yes. Qantas, yeah, yeah. And Qantas has a $50 annual fee credit card. Mm. where you earn Qantas points on everything if you book like it is such a good deal and you earn points so fast on your everyday expenses where you could get the Qantas points to book business tickets or premium economy without you know getting into this whole roundabout yeah and like everything we're saying as well this is going to be for people that obviously are traveling quite a lot like if you're traveling once a year I mean, if you are traveling once a year, maybe it is you book it and there's an upgrade and you're like, you know what? I only travel once a year. I'll spend the money on that. But mm-hmm. the points, though, and everything, that's going to be, you know, you, you got to stay loyal to an airline, first of all. Yeah. And then second of all, you yeah, you do tend to have to be traveling quite a lot, which obviously Steph and I both do. So, um, yeah, because you have to stay active on them as well. But um, but yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, always check. Always check for the upgrades. What about... um? Hotels. What's your take on hotel upgrades? Okay, so this is one where I'm going to have the complete opposite advice as we just Mm -hmm. did for flights. And again, shout out to my mom because she was really good at teaching me this growing up Mm. where it never hurts to ask. Yeah. And hotels and rental cars are two where I always ask. Yeah. Hotels, I find if you're there in off season, half the time they will. Mm. Um, if they've got the space, they're not booked out very often they will. And same thing. If you book on hotels.com or you're loyal to a brand, they'll start to really do offer those things as well. And if you look the part, you know, be yeah. well presented, well-spoken just say, you know, is there any chance for an upgrade today and see what they say? Cause half the time I find hotels will say yes. Yeah. And it may not be the biggest upgrade. It may go from like the same room, but parking lot view to falls view. Like yeah. over Niagara Falls or could be the view, could be the room style. Yeah. But I mean, I always ask with the chains now, I'm in this point where I have status at almost most of the big chains just from working in events. So I, I do when I'm traveling for work now, most often get upgraded to like a yeah. top floor suite, which is sick. I think it's, yeah, like you said, it's easier with hotels where if you ask, like they won't make you pay for Because I don't know if I would ever pay for an upgrade at a hotel, like a flight. 100% I would. But a hotel, I'm like, if I've already got like a decent, you know, nice room, like what well, more do I, you know? Yeah. And I wouldn't, here's what I found with hotels booking them. So when I, if I'm staying at a chain, 
like an Intercon, a Hilton, whatever. Hey, you always know what kind of room you're getting wherever you are in the world. It's always yeah. kind of the same. Mm-hmm. I w- and you're paying enough for like the standard king room. Like those aren't cheap. I wouldn't pay for an upgrade. But when I'm traveling on my own dime, if I'm going to a city where hotels are three or four hundred dollars a night, and that's the reality of the where I'm going. I'm finding the boutique hotels that have character and flair and yeah. like I feel like I'm getting some luxury for my money. I'm not staying in a Hilton white linen bed, you yeah. know, standard like, hotel. That could be anywhere. So yeah, if I'm paying, I'll do the boutique hotels cuz they feel like luxury in and of themselves mm. rather than paying for an upgrade at a chain. Yeah, I think that makes that's something I would do as well. I always like to same find those hotels that have a bit of character now if it's going to be the same price or maybe a little bit maybe a little bit more but it does feel like your own upgrade (laughs) well and that's it but the one where i find i have the most luck asking for upgrades is rental cars Mm. i feel like that would be worth it in some situations oh it is and and not even paying for them just yeah so when i book rental cars i book standard sedan so I don't book the mini or the economy. Like I'll go standard sedan. I've talked about this in other episodes. I book them way in advance. I use Costco travel because it's always like 30% off. Yeah. Um, and then I'll watch it as I go to find cheaper rates as it lead, I lead up to the trip. But once I get there, same thing. Look well presented. Speak well. Ask for an upgrade. And half the times, because they want to give the nice cars to people they think will treat them nice. Right. And that's how on my four-month trip through the States last year, I booked Standard to sit in. I had a 2023 Ford Mustang convertible the whole trip yes, just for asking. That's what you want. <laughs> this trip in Texas last week, I had um, same Standard sedan, and it was taking forever. And I'm like, you know, is the issue you don't have a sedan? Like, because I've been here for a long time. I don't want to wait anymore. Like, can you give me an upgraded vehicle if there's one available? And I got a 2023 Ford Mustang Mach-E on this trip. Wow. It was so nice. And it's they usually, like, sometimes they'll have to call and their manager and be like, oh, can I get permission? But they almost always say yes. Like, I always, and I look at the prices when I'm booking it and be like, oh, should I just book the Ford Mustang? No. And then I see the price and I go, mm, no. Um... Yeah, but I almost always get the upgrade. Don't ask, don't get. Yeah, and that's it. Like, and that's where I always, I was always taught growing up. Ask nicely and respectfully. And the worst someone's going to say is no, and you're going to get what you booked anyways. Yeah. Like, why, why wouldn't you ask? So, yeah. So, rental cars, I definitely have the most luck on. Yeah, I would say, like, it sounds like hotels, rental cars. And I, I mean, I don't do rental cars, well, ever. Um, but I feel like those two are not ones I would want to pay the extra money. Like the money, even if I could afford it, I don't think it would be worth it for me. Mm-hmm. Whereas flight, yes, worth it for me if I can afford it. Having that little bit of extra comfort. I mean, I just find flying is just such a tedious thing if you're not comfortable. I'm, just, I'm having a flashback, though, to when I was in Las Vegas this year. And I booked the most basic room at the Sahara on the Strip. And I got to the room and thank goodness there was actually a guy already checked into the room. 
Yeah. Because him and I, as soon as we realized what happened, we looked at each other and we were like, upgrade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, we went back down to the desk because that room was so small. You could barely get around the bed. And I have this massive suitcase. Yeah. Um, which I couldn't have even, like, I would have had to hoist it on the bed every time I wanted to open it. Um, so that was one where I think if he hadn't been in there, I would have got there and been like, mm, I actually will pay more for another room. Not very often do I walk into a hotel room and think, oh God, this is the worst. But my, my hotel in New York, I think I had posted about it. Yeah. <laughs> the little <laughs> Charlie hotel. And it was really cute. It was like a little boutique hotel. But my God, hotels are expensive, expensive in New York. There was no upgrades anywhere because I'm like, I can barely afford a room. And thankfully, I had stayed with a friend of mine for the mo- most of the trip. But I did have to get a hotel the one night. So I found this little boutique hotel where it was like compact. And the pictures looked really cute. And then I got there and I was like, wow, this is small. Like it is like the room was <laughs> the bed, basically. And they had like it was very like creatively put together where they like, you know, put storage in different parts of the room, but it felt like a prison cell. And I did think, cause they did have bigger rooms actually. And that did was it one feel of them. like more or less of a prison cell than the actual prison cell we stayed in. <sighs> more in South actually Australia. <laughs> the oh, prison no. cell we stayed in. So for context, Steph and I stayed in like a, an experience like Airbnb and it was, um, an, an old prison. It was an old prison and we slept in a jail cell in bunk beds <laughs> and it was fun. We were like convicts. It was cool though. Um, but yeah, the Convict. little boutique, <laughs> the little boutique hotel really felt, I felt very claustrophobic in there. It was cute though. I mean, it was good for one night, but like could yeah. not stay there for like longer than maybe a couple nights. Um, but I thinking back, I should have just asked for an upgrade. And to be honest, even if it was like an extra hundred pounds for a bigger room, I probably would have given them an extra. So you've come full circle now from I would never pay to upgrade a not, hotel okay. to I would have. <laughs> maybe. I think maybe if I was staying there longer than one night. Yeah. Well, and that's a good point. Like one night, I feel like you can kind of do anything. One night is like the equivalent of flying one hour. You know what I mean? Like if you're on. Yes. Right. Like one night, one hour flight. I'm not paying. I will sit. I will stand for one hour flight if it means like I'll save money. Like I'm not spending an extortionate amount of money for like an up in the air. Like you go up and then you land. No. Yeah. Same with one night. No, I agree. I agree. And I think too, as soon as you start getting into the multi nights too, the one thing is like most of the time, if you go to a a hotel chain, they're, um, their promotions page usually yeah. they have like a stay three get the fourth night like there's usually deals as well mm, true but you have to click into them from the site you just gotta so. do your research guys as always uh, well, shop like, around and when i when i say research it's like i'm <laughs> like when i research i'm literally just like click 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 like just looking around <laughs> it's not anything strategic i'm like no. what do they got well let us know if you guys have ever paid for an upgrade for i want to know yeah mostly for flights and was it worth it to you i mean some people i know are just like i would never fucking pay for business or premium economy they don't give a shit are you one of those people are you one of those people that could happily just sit in a middle seat with like people's elbows digging into your side and you're like yeah that's fine if it gets me to the where i'm going no problem yes send us your wins guys all right that's it for today's episode see you next time all the shit i've learned abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel you can listen to us on multiple platforms from itunes to google play music and more and with 
like that, please, if you have a chance, give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. That drives us up the charts and really, really helps us out. Want to support us on Patreon? Find us over at Shit Have Learned Abroad Pod, and donations start as low as just $1. Also, if you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shit Abroad Pod and Facebook by searching all the shit I've learned abroad. Thanks so much for listening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.